With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't care. Just cover the spread. Now here's Aton Shander. Well, I can only promise you what I know in my heart, what I know in my head. I can't really promise you anything else. So when I get hit with DMs now about a tweet that I put out, I don't know, a couple of hours ago, this was all about where we are in the negotiation process and what I'm betting to be, betting not in the traditional sense, unless we can find this somewhere in the global market, but what I'm betting to be a conclusion, a very realistic conclusion, which is the Indianapolis Colts, meaning Frank Reich, know full-on what everybody else knows, including what John Filippo knows, which is Carson Wentz is a pain in the ass to deal with. doesn't mean he's not a great individual. doesn't mean that he's not a man of faith. doesn't mean that he's not a man, a role model, not only as an athlete but as a human being. doesn't mean any of that stuff isn't true. It just means that when he shows up to work, in this case work happens to be leading a football team, he's a pain in the ass. And that's okay. We know that there can be times and examples in not just sports but life where you can get away with that. He could not. Not at all. So now I'm getting hit up by people all over the place. UK Colts fan, number one account for UK fans of the Indianapolis Colts. This thing is going all over the place, overseas, asking me to clarify my tweet. My tweet is simple. The Eagles are just negotiating with the Colts. And it's the difference on the back end. Eagles are trying to get that second two instead of a third, fourth conditional. Chicago is out. Been wrong before, but feels like we're winding down talks. Yep, that's exactly what it feels like to me. Again, been wrong before. All these other things you want to throw in there, caveats. No sources, nothing like that. No birdie, anything along those lines. It's just tea leaves. Chicago is going to go out of its way to reunite two guys that weren't really thrilled to work together in the first place and working together out of necessity, meaning like, hey, you've been drafted into this organization. Here's a coach already in existence in John Filippo. Make it work is a lot different than I'll do anything I can to facilitate my exit. You want me out. We're five years past that initial point. Okay. All right, now with at least some control or input in your own destiny, meaning where you can go, okay, I can see you at least having this factor into your decision-making. And then who's left? Teams that could use any quarterback but have been mysteriously, for whatever reason you've chosen to accept this, thrown into the conversation, Denver, Carolina. Who's left? You take Chicago out... And the only other team, forget even realistic or unrealistic, the only other team that remains in the conversation in this equation is Indianapolis. And you don't think Indianapolis knows that? 
You don't think the cults are full-on aware of the leverage and the power in which they wield? It's only a matter of what they're going to give up. That's it. That's what we're dealing with right here. Start of the season, the bonus, you want to factor that into when the over-under on Carson getting dealt, go ahead, that's fine. No beef with you uh, on that here. My whole point is when it's all said and done, whatever report or whatever subterfuge you want to believe that comes out of the Eagles organization, I will believe moving forward, especially right now at that point, that we've reached the area of negotiation where it's hammering down details and teams don't want to lose any more face. Dallas wants to control the last fifteen to $20,000 on a deal with Dak Prescott worth $35 million. It happens all the time. And that's what we're dealing with right now. That's exactly where we're at right now with these negotiations. Chicago doesn't want them. I don't think Chicago ever wanted him. Chicago would have taken him, but did not want him. Big difference. Major difference. What were you doing betting the Sixers last night? Told you to stay away from that as far as humanly possible to stay away from that. In fact, if you want to look at the only thing that really did not hit was stuff that we played in-game. Everything ahead of time that we warned you about, everything ahead of time that we gave you and said, take a look, take a look, you're going to deal with a couple of heavily bet teams that are screaming contrarian play. The only ones that really tripped us up in-game, Virginia, although, man, that thing hit right at the end, that bucket, over 59.5, and and for a team that was getting blown out by 20 points and a couple of other bets that were cooked, I was sitting there watching the very... Last second of it. And this doesn't have to be heavily interactive. I'm not looking to solicit phone calls for the next two hours or so. But I am curious if maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't jump out. Maybe there are so many. You've been doing this for so long and you're so experienced at just the process of it that there isn't one that technically comes to mind. But I'm curious If there is a game, if there is a moment that you will go to and say, that was the one that defines it, when asked what the worst game in the most ridiculous non-betting standards you sat through. Super Bowl's a little different, right? Sat through the Super Bowl for that final drive, that final Kansas City drive, right down to their final play on offense, where Mahomes is intercepted in the end zone because I had some stuff rolling on that. Fourth quarter tie, more importantly, which means more on it, had the whole thing with the Bucks laying the 20-and-a-half, but it's the Super Bowl. And, yeah, I get that at that point of the game they start recycling some commercials so it's not the same lure as it would be in the first quarter, but it's the Super Bowl. And just as a sports fan, unless you are thoroughly, totally disgusted with no bet whatsoever coming in and hitting at all, and you need to get as far away as humanly possible, you want to turn that thing off. But even from a sports fan, I think it would trump or at least balance out your interest in sticking around. So to turn off the Super Bowl, there has to be a serious level of disgust that you've hit. To turn off a regular season game, eh, not so much. It's pretty easy to turn off Florida State 
and Virginia last night, despite that being the only ranked action that we had following the earlier one, Loyola one. That was it. So it's not a terrible ask right there. You don't feel bad. There's no, oh, man, what did I do? Am I cheating on being a sports fan? Am I cheating on myself as a sports fan for doing this? I don't think you get that feel to it by any means. It's much different. In fact, tonight, again, same scenario. I'm talking about more the magnitude of the game. I'm sure that you've sat through a playoff game. I'm sure that you've sat through a cup final, something along those lines, similar to the Super Bowl, where the game is over, it's been decided, maybe even the series, if we're talking about that, is wrapped up. But you know what? You've got Tampa Bay on the puck line. You've got the Dodgers, whoever it may be, you've got them locked in. And that could be enough to keep you there. I know enough for me, definitely enough for me to keep me there. Adam Thompson's going to join us coming up in this hour and just chatting with him, going a, a little back and forth. We disagree on a play. Now, who am I to disagree with this guy? He's hitting at 60%, 73% for props. Now, props hasn't been an all-year thing, but it's been a month-long thing. And he's doing pretty well for himself on props. But we disagree on a very intriguing game for me tonight. And he has basketball reasons behind it. He has a couple of pieces of data and some metrics behind it. And I'll let him fill it in for you in the interview. But just when we were going back and forth ahead of time, I I recognized that I was looking at one thing specifically. And Adam was looking a little bit more at the metrics of it. And for me, I was just looking at how ridiculously heavy bet the Bucks are. From an economic, from a financial standpoint, not just from a quantity standpoint of amount of bets, but the Raptors, and now at six, I think are worth pushing up a little bit. This would be the biggest play slash contrarian play that you can find on the board simply because of how heavily bet the Bucks are. And it's to cover that spread. It's the Bucks at minus five to minus five and a half to now six where we stand. And I get it that Toronto, and especially when you look at last night, you know, kind of coming into this game alone, both with that night, and then you not really have to go back to the 14th Sunday, right? Or to, yeah, today's 16th, so Sunday here to to find action. And I think maybe it was just what people saw where the Raptors come off that loss to Minnesota. It was in, and it's not home for Toronto, so you have to kind of put that aside. And maybe there was this belief that despite the return of Carl Anthony Towns, you still have a Raptors team that's sliding. Now in Milwaukee, good luck. Bucks have kind of turned things around. It's just way too much money to, for me to ignore. An absurd amount of money right now for me to ignore. And if I can find the exact breakdown of it, when you just look at the amount of money, it was it, it's dropped a little bit, but it's at 88% right now in Milwaukee's favor. 88% of the money. Again, if it's just taking Toronto on the money line, I get it, stay away. But if it's 
and I'll say this in a more complex matter, if you're trying to manipulate Toronto in your favor as best as humanly possible, then and Brooklyn is another team that is ridiculously under bet, like Toronto at 12% of the public bet, not of money, pardon me, not bets. But my point of it is that tonight... Find something, and we will. We'll identify some things after Adam. You'll listen to Adam give out a couple of other plays in the NBA, maybe even a prop or two that you like. But you know, find another scenario here, like the Kings, for example, who are also heavily under bet. Eight percent of the money at all, just eight percent of the money on the Kings at plus one thirty. So maybe you take them on the puck line, knowing that it's going to be a ton of juice that you'll have to lay out for it. And you parlay that with Toronto. But bump Toronto up. I bump Toronto up. I moved Toronto. Now they're at six. When they were at five and a half, I moved them up to nine and a half and covered that third possession. I feel a lot better. And my point of it being the reason why I even brought this up, and you'll hear Adam reason it out, is... He's on the... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Opposite end, but as close to being, and both of us are, as close to being down the middle with something as possible, meaning he drops the Bucks from 6 to 3, and I push Toronto up from technically six where it is to nine and a half so we're both on the same side in the sense of trying to create our own window here but i do believe that when you look at toronto alone this is so much and a lot of it simply predicated on them losing their last game on sunday and this being more the same and how difficult of an ask it is tonight to take on the bucks it's a, it's again it's it's a flop play because so many people have already convinced themselves that Milwaukee only laying 6 is a breeze. Same thing with the Lakers. You don't have Anthony Davis tonight and it's a six and a half it's a short line against a, a bad basketball team. And you can classify Minnesota any way you'd like, but they are a bad basketball team. And yet it's only six and a half it's a full two possessions that L.A. gets to lay out here because no Anthony Davis. Forget how good the Lakers are without Anthony Davis. Okay, I guess so. Forget the fact that L.A., even without Anthony Davis, has just destroyed bad teams. All right, And forget the fact that the last team or the team that they beat the breaks off the worst without Anthony Davis happens to be the team that they're playing tonight. Still, six and a half, 
you don't like it, you won't touch it. It's a money line play for the Lakers where you use them to build up another leg or two. The bold play for me would be for the Nets, but the return just isn't enough. And that's something that I can't get over looking at that Brooklyn-Phoenix game. The return there just isn't really enough for me on the money line. Alone, if you just look at the line itself, it's at 7.5, and I guess it depends on where you look at it. 7.5 for Caesars and 7 for Fox, although the juice is a little different there where you're getting an even return at 7 for Brooklyn. All right, well, this has moved up now. This was considerably lower when I looked at it in the morning. But Brooklyn at plus 260 to win this game, and I know that there's all this talk about no Durant and man down for Brooklyn, and they're already terrible defensively. Talk your way through it, but 226.5 and and going under might be a better, really a better play here. And if you wanted to look at trying to win something off the contrarian belief, think about that. As little as it may be from a defensive matchup between Brooklyn and Phoenix, the books have Portland and New Orleans at 231. Bucks Raptors sits at 236. So they want you, they've dropped this total just a little bit in order to get you to believe that this game is going to be lower scoring than average. And I think it, it's not in the sense of going to hit what we typically see, which would be for both teams on average, and in fact be an easier underplay, even at 226. Now, oh, come on, 226, it's lower than what you should be getting with these teams. Go over, go over. No, if you're under 229 and a half, if you're under 232 and a half in your models, then you're under 226 and a half as well in this game. Now, there's one thing that I want to look at, but it's going to tip at 7 o'clock. So before we take a quick break and are joined by Adam Thompson, as we normally do, looking around and trying to find anything of value early in the second hour, sometimes we get Kyle on board, sometimes he looks at us and thinks, this is, this, this is insane, I don't, I don't have the, the time and money to go through it. Now, on the ice, there wasn't really anything that jumped out significantly in the 7 o'clock games. The Islanders and Buffalo, even, where Buffalo below 500, hosting a pretty good Buff- an Islanders team. Still, when you look at the line here, Buffalo plus 115 at home, only minus 1.5. That's not a big enough dog for me in order for a first period slash first quarter slash first half bet. And that's what we're trying to do here is basically look at a, a heavy favorite right now and bet against them. Bet against them in the first half. Bet against them in the first quarter. Bet against them in the first period on the ice. And there really isn't one at all that's heavy favorite. In fact, there really isn't a game tonight or today for example, that boasts that type of heavy favorite. Now, one that does have interesting trends towards it, and this is where I would start a suggestion here, and there is a local play, and guilty as charged, I understand so, but there are a lot of sharp-slash-public indicators on Tulsa, and Tulsa 
well, actually, I'm sorry, public money and indicators on Tulsa. And uh, a couple of sharp plays I see on Temple. So I wonder if Temple first half would be the play here because the public loves Tulsa. And even a couple of signals and models love Tulsa, but the Sharps are on Temple. So forget first half money line. First half spread is two and a half. I mean, I'll take anything I can get. And I know that people may think, oh, well, come on, you know, what's the difference two and a half? This is not a football game we're betting on. This is a basketball game where a possession is everything. So I'll take the two and a half. I lay 133 on Fox bet. Are you, A, interested, and B, if you are, what do you have it on DraftKings? So you're looking at the two-and-a-half point spread for Temple? First half. First half, yeah. First half, I have it at, first of all, it's two on DraftKings at minus 117. Okay, well, I'm buying an extra point here, half a point, pardon me at minus 133. I also don't have flexibility, so I'm pretty much locked in at two and a half. And that's okay. Okay. So are you interested? Would you take them at, well, you're going to get them at two. I'll get them at two and a half. Yeah, I'd be interested. I would even take the money line, honestly. Well, that's on you. You want Go ahead, take the money I'm line. I'm going to take it. Are hey, you? Hey, it's two points. Like you said, it's not a football game, so it, I'll, I'll, I'll... No, I mean, I... I think those two points mean more in a basketball game is my point. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because these games come down to possessions. You know, two points, three points, that's that's why it's so key. That's why I would take, in, in the case of two to three, I would take it. One, one and a half, now you're talking about, all right, you know, I might as well go money line, but... That two points, that that's the difference. That's a huge difference. Think about it like a game that ends in a tie. A lot of times you're talking one possession game, two points changes so much. I'll still, but I'll, here's I'll, still, the thing. T- I'll like some, still take the money line. I was going to say, the money line, You're probably, what are you going to get on the money line? I mean, it's at plus 128. All right, well, it's plus 130. I'm going to go plus two and a half because I'm a coward. And you're going to roll money line, right? Hey, I see plus money. I'm I'm going for it. It's fine. My bet's in. I don't know about you, bro, but my bet's in. I'll take the I'll take the money line. All right. I'll tell you some other What's things. What's the tip are... here, huh? Tips at seven o'clock. Seven. All right. Cool. Yep, so we've got Adam Thompson coming up, and then we have some live action that will keep you up to date on, including not just the Temple Tulsa game, which now has some. Bigger meaning for us here in the show. No, it gives you a reason to watch it now, right? Absolutely. Adam is all over the over tonight for the Nuggets and Celtics, so in case you wanted to jump in on that now, that sits at 221.5. He loves it. I'll let him fill you in on some props and a play that start at 8 o'clock. Other than that, I'll give you the Sabres, Capitals, and that's it. Those two start at 7 as well. So the Sabres and Caps, both dogs, but barely dogs, on the money line. Adam Thompson, bookies.com. Next, what are the odds? Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance.
What are the odds? Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler. It's presented by Pure Auto Insurance. And as we try and examine anything and everything possible, heading into our second hour tonight, remember it is 6 to 8, Monday through Wednesday, 7 to 9 on Thursday, and then we're back 6 to 8 on Friday. So we continue to have a lot going on, a lot of things that we'll try and hammer out on a nightly basis. I do recognize, however, that beyond just tonight, we have a couple of futures that we'll need to pay attention to from and the NHL standpoint whenever the Flyers get back. But speaking of getting back, it's another opportunity to chat with our buddy Adam Thompson, bookies.com. Now, the Twitter account has changed. Is that correct? Yep, the underscores are gone. We're, uh, we're at bookie. At Bookies Adam, so very easy to remember. Also, my Instagram handle, same exact thing. Same exact thing. Now, they just—they've had enough with the underscores. I just had enough of it myself. Oh, you have had enough of the underscores. And I didn't—I actually didn't know you could change your own handle. I thought once you picked one, you were done. And back in the day, too many Adam Thompsons in the world. Aton Shander can do whatever he wants with his name. Adam Thompson, you know, I'm—I'm like John Smith out there. I got. Here's the thing, though, is. You can't lose, or you can change it, but if you're not verified. So if you are verified, you can't change your handle because then you'll lose your verification. Interesting. So, yes, whenever bookies gets around to verifying you, and if they are, then let me know because maybe I can slide them an extra check and they can verify me as well. (laughs) But whenever they get you verified, just remember, you can't go hanging out just changing your handle left and right like, it's going out of style, all right, Thompson. Yeah, that, that, what that's it is. Good, good to know. Good to know. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay as irrelevant uh, as always. At bookies, Adam is, and I love it too. It's streamlined for you, where you're looking specifically at Twitter and Instagram. All right, now once again, you're destroying things, and rightfully so. Sixty percent, right? Just under such on the NBA all year. Seventy three percent. Seventy three percent in the NBA on props. Uh, what are we doing? Let's start there, my friend. Where, any interesting money-making, high-value props that you've looked at for tonight? Well, I hope so. Um, yeah, there's a few There's a few player ones I, I like out there. I'm, uh, you know, Nikola Djokic, uh, taking on the Celtics. Uh, I, I, I like what I'm seeing with him. Uh, points, rebounds, assists is, is where I like with him. And Right now it's at 42 and a half, which just sounds like a huge number, but considering he's averaging uh, 26 and a half points, 11 and a half rebounds, almost nine assists, he's actually, he's actually averaging. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. 46.7 PRA, if you will. My goodness. Um, right, which is just an astounding number. And it's over right. four what this number is. Um, you know, and, and the Celtics usually have a good defense, but they're missing a lot of uh, key players, Marcus Smart included, but Daniel Thies is another one. Um, so I think this number should just be higher. I mean, he played two games against the Celtics last year, finished with 44 in both of those in the PRA account. Um, and he's blazing coming into this game. In his last five games, he's easily hit 43 in four of them. He's actually averaging just over 49 in, in his last five games combined. So I love 42 and a half. I think uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Uh, we can get to that uh, when we talk about game picks. But um, I think uh, you know there's a lot of key players missing uh, on both sides. So I think it's going to be an up and down game. I think a lot of points are going to be scored. I think a lot of rebounds are going to be grabbed. I think a lot of assists are going to be dealt. So over 42 and a half with a with Jokic tonight with with the Nuggets. So and, and I'm at the victim here of the app that I'm using in Pennsylvania where I can only get individual. So I can get Jokic on player points, rebounds and assists individually. Now if I look at what the total is and it being at 25 and I'm just going to go with 25 and then we can add the half points at the end. 25, 7, so you're at 32. And then for rebounds, you're at 10, 42, plus three half points. So that's 43 and a half. So you're going over the total at 42 and a half, correct? Yeah, so that's an interesting way to do it. If you uh, if you don't have the points, rebound, assist, you take all three, you go two and one, uh, you know, you, you win something. Make some money. You're still going to make some money, right? Yeah. Now, to be fair... The juice that I'd pay for over on all of them is at least minus 128. Minus 128 for two, minus 143 for a third. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. That hurts. That hurts a little bit more. Right. That, that might change your – that's why going all three, because of the return you're going to get, that's why something like that really helps. Okay, so of the three, which are you most confident in? And, this, yes, this is an end-around of somebody who may not be able to bet that triple bet. Is there is there one? If not, then that's fine. We'll move on to another player by all means. Uh, I, I like them. Well, you know, I don't know. I like them all, I guess. Okay. I, mean, I, th- I think a lot of points are going to be scored. He's such a he's such a deft passer. Uh, what's the what's his assist number at? Assists are seven and a half. Seven and a half. So, yeah, I, I like that one. I mean, he averages almost nine a game. That's and the it, one with the most juice at, at 143. Oh, that's okay. a good yeah. – but you that know, makes sense. Know, <laughs> that makes sense hurts, then. But think about it. It's a really good parlay slash round robin bet, isn't it? I mean, you, you know that minus 143 on the straight up bet, okay, you're laying a lot of juice for it. But if we're putting everything that, let's say, you're giving us on one ticket from either a parlay or a round robin, I probably would feel, not even probably, and I'm sure you have this game on a play, but. It's the one I would feel the most comfortable in in all of it, right? Would be, all right, let me look at individual to team to the actual game bets for this Celtics and Nuggets game. Yeah, I think Nokic, 
Jokic part of me going over seven and a half assists would probably be the easiest one to bet. I think so because you know you, you always you know it's always the one where you can't control your own destiny. But you know, I, I think uh, I think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game. I, I like the over uh, in this one. In you know, in part, the if we're going to segue right over there, um, yeah, because the top defenders for each team are are going to be missing. Marcus Smart's out. Daniel Thies is out, which I mentioned. But also on the other side, Will Barton's out. Gary Harris is out. Uh, among others, they might have as many four as many as four or five rotation guys out. That means more minutes for Jokic. That means more opportunities to pass. You know to to get the rebounds, to to make the shots, and pass more right. to Jamal Murray than uh, than other guys. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think the Celtics are going to score a lot. The over sit in nine of the last twelve Nuggets games, uh, for what it's worth. And the this this line right now it's at two two twenty two, I believe. I got it at two twenty, but when the line is between two twenty and two twenty two, or in those areas, the over is actually six and one in Boston games as well. So, I think uh, I think the trend is over, and with all the top. Defensive players out and all the top offensive players in. Uh, I think uh, I think this one is uh, poised for a lot of points. It's a good play, man. I I really I like the insight there. All right, well let's move before we get back to the team stuff with Denver and Boston being one of them. Let's bounce from Jokic. Where else should we be looking at as any player props tonight? Uh, John Morant. I like him uh, in in the assist category, and it's eight and a half. Uh, which is a little high. I mean, he 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 averages eight eight assists a game, which isn't bad, obviously. Ozmakers are are believing it's going to finish uh, higher than that, and I agree because you know not only do the Grizzlies they rank number two in assists per made field goals, but the Pelicans rank second to last in assists per field goals allowed. Uh, so that's a lethal combination, especially when John Morant's out there. Uh, I think uh, you know his past numbers have been trending upward lately. Anyway, he's actually had nine assists or more in five straight games. So all you're asking is him for continue his own status quo against the second worst uh, team in, in a category like this in the NBA. So I like John Morant uh, over eight and a half assists and that's got some juice to it. I saw that minus 120 earlier. It's probably, it may have even risen since then, but I like John Morant to, to get nine, 10, 11 assists uh, for the sixth game in a row. Okay. So th- there's the follow-up to it. Is and again, th- this is everything about the ballpark, not about a specific number. But if we're looking at the over eight and a half assists as just dominating, all right, he's going to crush that. Finish with fourteen, fifteen. I would feel like this would be a lock. But if it's more so to where you said, where nine is a very strong realistic possibility, maybe I would just play the over eight and a half assists. But I'm looking in a couple of apps. You're going to be able to get this as an in-game parlay where Morant scores a double-double. And I'm thinking at that point, from from 10 points to 10 assists, that shouldn't be that diff At plus 130, that shouldn't be that difficult of a return. Right. I mean, points-wise, you know he's going to get 10. If he's, yeah. if he's playing his normal minutes and he doesn't sprain an ankle in warm-ups or something ridiculous, uh, he's going to get his uh, he's going to get his 10 points. And he's, yeah, I mean, he's getting nine assists a game in the last five games. In fact, I think he's had 10 or more in four of them, or five or three or, three or four of them. Uh, but it's had at least nine in, in all five. So, and you're talking about uh, a team that passes the ball with regularity, um, and you're talking about a team that can't stop people from passing the ball with regularity. So, yeah, I like uh, I like John Moran. I think that's a good, uh, that, that really brings down the odds a lot. And, you know, coupling it with a no-brainer of finishing with 10 points, uh, you know, I, 
I think that's a that's a green light. I, I feel so much better about stuff when I hear you use terms like no brainer. Just so you know, Adam. <laughs> Those are my kind of picks. Well, it's, yeah, honestly, I can't be alone. I mean, I'm sure there are people that are behind your paywall and are accessing your picks, bookies.com. Again, at bookies, Adam, for both Twitter and Instagram. People that are listening on this segment, I know for a fact there are people inside the building that listen to this segment that that feel the exact same way, where if you feel, and it's an emotional reaction, where if you use terms that are charged by emotion, like no-brainer, you make a just understand the impact and the power that you wield. You make a lot of people feel a lot better about themselves. No, the odds, you, know, you always look for value, right? I mean, you know, right. sometimes you, you look at a pick and, you know, a team's favored by 10 and you kind of see it as a, an 11 point game. There's not always a lot of value there, but, you know, to add, you know, to get plus odds by adding, will a guy score 10 points in a game that, uh, you know, I think you found something there. Seems easy, easy enough, at least. Okay. So. Yeah. Any more player props before we turn to the actual team as as up and down as it's been yeah. for the NBA? Just looking, I mean, you are so hot right here. Uh, I feel like we'd have to get one more if, if I can. Otherwise, I'd come under fire by the audience. Like, you can't let a guy over 70, 73% on props this year, Adam. That's ridiculous. It's been going well, and I didn't start. I didn't start props at the start of the year or anything like that. I kind of started around Super Bowl time, so I've only been doing props for a few weeks. Hey, uh, I let everything. I let everything stay. Let everything sink in. But once the NBA uh, or once the NFL's kind of portion of the workday uh, subsided, I, I was able to dive headfirst in these things, and it's been going well. Um, Pascal Sycam was is another one I kind of like under uh, twenty and a half points. They're taking on the box. He averages exactly twenty and a half points. Uh, game he's he's hit that number in three of his last four, but he's he's struggled when it comes to facing the Bucks. When it comes to facing Brooke Lopez, uh, of all people, you know, in the last three meetings, you know, they they faced each other three times last season uh, against Milwaukee. He averaged 14, 22, and sixteen points. So once he barely hit over the other two, he finished way under. And they they matched up once this season. He had eleven points. So he's clearly taken out of his element. Those four games combined, he's twenty three of sixty one shooting, which is. Just so, just over thirty-seven percent, which is twelve percent below his career mark of almost fifty percent. So clearly, something's in his head. Uh, you know, he sees he sees Giannis over there. Uh, you know, shading and, and Brooke Lopez is a big physical guy, and you know he kind of forces him outside a little bit more than he wants to. Whatever it is, he's out of his comfort zone when he takes on the Bucks. So just hitting under his average is what you're asking for here, and uh, I think that was worth a small play. I like it. I actually took Toronto. I gave them some points. I don't know. It's Toronto or Milwaukee. As we move again, Adam Thompson joining us in the Dr. Glatt Regrow Your Hairline. Dr. Paul Glatt, Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. I I'm sorry. I, I don't want to keep you any longer than you normally have. So you tell me if if you have to jet, by all means. Yeah, I got a, I got a few minutes still. It's a, I'll, okay. you know, I've, I I've, I've always got time for you, Aton. Yeah, you say that, but I don't want to get you in trouble. And then you're explaining away why you're late for something, and you realize, wait a second, is Shanda really worth all of this? I usually use you as an excuse to get out of other things. Actually. Okay, good. Well, then I'm happy to do that by all means. And look, if you need a note or if you need me to pop on a Zoom call and do all that, I don't want to waste any more time. My point of it is this. What else do you have? Why don't you just hit us with what else you have in the NBA tonight as far as plays are concerned? And I won't drag this out any longer than it has to be. Yeah, aside from Nugget Celtics over, which I which is my favorite one. Yes. Um, 
Lakers, Timberwolves. I like the Lakers in this one. Anthony Davis has finally, you know, been put on ice. Uh, so it's no more game time decisions for him uh, when you got to, you know, you get burned by all the time. But six you know, and a half. Yeah, six You're and okay a half right that? now. Um, okay. But I, I actually I got it at at minus six uh, this morning. But you know, when when Davis doesn't play, the Lakers are fine. They're six and one uh, so far, and that that includes one game where they won by 36 and that was against these Timberwolves. So, wow. um, you know, and you know, Carl Anthony Towns is back. That obviously makes a huge difference, but LA has the bodies down low to, to deal with him, I think. And no D'Angelo Russell, that just uh, means Minnesota is going to be really short on playmakers. Um, and obviously the Lakers aren't going to be short on playmakers without AD. And like I said, they can, they can physical up cat, um, with all their all their big bodies, so I don't I don't think they'll have a problem. I think uh, you know the Lakers aren't playing particularly well right now, but I think they can uh, I think they can take care of business here in Minnesota. Okay. And then uh, you know Bucks and Raptors was another one I was kind of looking at, and I ended up I ended up siding with the Bucks. Mm. Uh, I apologize. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I pushed Milwaukee, to be fair, and I'll tell you well, exactly what I did. I pushed uh, Milwaukee. I pushed Toronto. Sorry. I pushed Toronto up to nine and a half. That's good because uh, I, I pushed the box down to minus five. Okay, well then I feel much better. So, I, I can see us both winning this one. I hope. Right. Um, I, I mean, the box. Well, Brooklyn, by the way, I pushed Brooklyn up to nine and a half. Oh, that's good. That's a good number for them too. Yeah, I I, I pushed. You know, Milwaukee. I mean, they they went three and three on the road trip. They just lost to the Thunder. Uh, you know, that's that's not good. But at home, they've been a lot better. They've won three in a row. Uh, at home, they've all been by at least 14 points. They've covered in all of them, um, and it's been more than a month. This is an interesting uh, stat. It's been more than a month since Toronto last covered a game that they lost, or failed to cover a game in which they won, which is odd. Amazing. Um, but the the Bucks are, you know, I think they're desperate for a bounce back performance. They're going to allow fans for the first time all season. Right. Uh, not a lot of fans, but you know, more than zero, which is something that they. Haven't had. They've beaten the the Raptors three out of the last four. Uh, every win has been by at least seven. So uh, you know, I, I I think the Bucks are just kind of in desperation mode. I think they need to prove to themselves that they're still a team to you know to reckon with. And and Holiday's not going to play for them, but I think they have enough of pieces in place. Uh, they could they could win this one at home. Awesome, Adam. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Appreciate the picks, the insight, and again, just to kind of run it down here. Or the Raptors play was both Pascal and the Bucks overall. So thanks again, brother. I appreciate everything, man, and, and we'll chat again soon. Sounds good, man. Thank you. You got it. That's Adam Thompson, Dr. Glatt. Regrow your hairline, Dr. Paul Glatt, Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. What are the odds? Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler. It's presented by Cure Auto Insurance. And as mentioned, we'll look a little bit more in our second hour once some of these games tip off. But if you were looking at just an overall play here, and I'm going to do this with a parlay, to be honest with you, won't let me, but I'm going to have to if I can talk where my inflections end at the end.
I don't want to add the Raptors Bucks game from a play standpoint. I think I like Adam's reasoning of Pascal Siakam's under standpoint. I like that better. I like that significantly better. So this is what we'll do. We'll take that parlay and you know what? I'm going to place a whole damn unit on it. Adam has been good enough here with his predictions, prognostications, with his beliefs, expectations of what can to will to actually does happen that I think he's worthy of a unit. I think this man right here is worthy of a follow, not just at Bookie's Adam, but overall. Absolutely right. Sign me up. I'm there for it. Northern Illinois lost to Akron 81-76. Northern Illinois fell to 2-12, 1-8 in MAC play. I bring that up because Northern Illinois was one of the least amount of money bet-wise, at least, least amount of bet teams in any sport today. At least of the big three that we pay attention to. Let me start there. I can't speak for what's happening overseas. I can't speak for something in Australia. I can only speak for college basketball, the NBA, and hockey. Of those three, it wasn't even close, where Northern Illinois was the least amount of bet commodity that you could find from a money standpoint. I can't tell you about overall bets, but just you know, from a money standpoint, that's what it was. And they come out, they definitely win the first half, 45-41. I sincerely doubt that they were laying any points. They lose by five. That wasn't the line. It was double digits. That's a major cover by Northern Illinois. And it's not foolproof by any means. It's not one that you rely on every single time, but... If you just blindly faded the public today and you took one pick and say, all right, well, give me the one pick that I can truly define as fading the public, it would be betting Akron. It would be taking the zips over northern Illinois to cover a double-digit line in which they barely escape. Down four, they barely escape with a nine-point victory, or pardon me, five-point victory. They win the second half by nine. Five-point victory overall. And you beat the books today? No. You didn't beat the books. You were one of the few people that got around the books. That's what it was today. You survived. This is the old cartoon. This is the old clip where I know it's been repurposed now in a Red Bull commercial for all of you younger people out there who know things from it being repurposed, which is okay, at least you know it, where the antelope or fill-in-the-blank animal is speaking to the other fill-in-the-blank animal saying, I don't need to be faster than the lion. I just need to be faster than you. That's what this is all about. This is not about blackjack. This is not about you and I collectively trying to beat. It's about putting out as many feels, putting out as much advice, educating people, yes. But at the end of the day, just seeing 
who out there can give us the best advice? And you know that there are people that are just going to fade it. Again, the cards, there's nothing like that. There's nothing on the table that dictates. It's just trends and numbers and data. And some people may even say, nah, you can't say nah to a 12 or 13. You get dealt a 13 in blackjack. You can't just say, nah, I don't believe in it. I don't subscribe to these trends or this data. Or, yeah, I, I know what it is, but here comes a contrarian play. You don't hit on 16 or 18. You don't sit there with two kings and split. You might be able to, but you simply don't. And in this case, it's just outlasting the public. And what side, and look, every now and again, the public wins. That's why it's so difficult to do this. That's why numbers that come back, it's so hard to get it consistently right. And we had it with Adam Thompson, a guy, a, a ridiculous clip here for the NBA through the roof. I told you that just looking at it from Northern Illinois standpoint, they were ridiculously underbet just from the economics of it, from the numbers standpoint about how much money was placed on that team, ridiculously underbet. The other two teams, that were right there below them. One of them is a team that Adam faded. Now, he faded, but in doing so, dropped. And that's important here. And real quick, I'm just going to lock in his parlay. Over 221.5. I didn't even flex on it. Over 221.5. Morant, double-double, yes. And that was me just pushing him into it. Under 20 and a half for Siakam. I can Russo that. And minus three and a half for the Lakers. So I busted that down three points. And that's Adam. Adam Thompson has just joined us. In case you missed it, those were his picks. And I just threw them all in a parlay cooker. Not necessarily the round robin, which I technically do. Now, the round robin had Northern Illinois in it from earlier, but it more importantly had the Nets and the Raptors, but I needed to bump them up. I'm not rolling with five and a half. I'm not rolling with under two possessions for either one of these guys. I'm not rolling with six and a half even. Five and a half was too little. Six and a half is also too little. It's not enough. I need to be in the three possession range, and I pushed it just over that. Nine points. Get me a triple that cuts it to nine, and I cover by a half. That's backdoor material right there on both teams. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with Brooklyn. I don't know if they're able to get by knowing that they're down a little bit. Defensively, it's atrocious. On the road, in Phoenix, this might be a heavy push. Again, as we normally do, we look for what's expected and what's ex- and then bet against it, right? Contrarian, whatever you want to call it. I don't care at this point. I'm not here for labels. This is a sports betting program, not a sports call-driven program. I don't care what you call it. But would it not be safe to expect that people are going into this thinking Brooklyn and Phoenix are going to score a lot of points. 
I think that would be a very safe expectation. What are the odds? I'll give it to you. Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. That's Shanda Show again for me here on Twitter. Second hour, we'll get a little deeper into what's happening from a live standpoint in both the NBA and college and also open up our live NHL play of the night. Brooklyn Phoenix sits at a 226.5 total. 226.5 points total. People are looking at that thinking, ah, they're going to crush it, pound it. Both of these teams are going to score a lot of points. Durant appears to be back. Irving day-to-day still. They're going to play that game. We anticipate Kyrie playing. So even at Phoenix on the road where the Suns are beatable, especially against good teams, good being above 500. Nets, Nets are a tough team to kind of get under your belt from an identity standpoint because they've gone more often than not this year without having their big three. So it's difficult to just figure out what they are versus what they're playing like. Nets six and four over the last 10, and it's not been, again, even with Kyrie and, and Durant dealing with injury, it's not been a consistent number. And I bring that up not to prove anything, but to illustrate how even over the last 10, it's been tough to kind of quantify who this team is. Durant appears to be out. We know with the hamstring, but I don't know. Even still, even with no Durant, what I would think would be a play contrarian to what people would bet is the first half. Total is over 226 and a half. And while you can get minus 110, depending on where you are, and I'm on Fox, where you can look at it, I'm a little more interested in the first half, not quarter. Quarter's too dangerous. First half total. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And is it worth jumping in a first half total? I can't even get it here, so maybe it's moot. What about simply Brooklyn on the first half? Again, the expectations are that Brooklyn is going to get blown out. It's a pretty decent, hefty line. If you think this might be a chance to make some money off the contrarian play, and it's not just Brooklyn winning the first half at plus 160 or with the spread at three and a half, which is fine. That's a full possession that they're covered by. Boy, first half total points. Maybe just go under book teams. 58, 57. After watching the Sixers and Jazz last night, doesn't that feel ridiculous? Like, these teams aren't. Say that out loud. That That's why it doesn't make sense. It's one of these things where everybody's betting the over because they've said it out loud and thought to themselves, wait a second. 
58 and a half for Phoenix, 57 for Brooklyn, not quarter, half, that's it? That's all I need to hit here? Uh, Yeah, okay, I can deal with that. I can do that. Sign me up on this one. Over, over, over. So the contrarian play would be then to go under it. And that's where I, I find myself thinking, yes, from a betting standpoint, contrarian from a betting standpoint, it gives you that. But realistically, seriously, expectations wise, you, you, you want me to you want me to do what? No. And then you watch this thing play out and you see 68 to 64 at the half and you go back and you and you ask yourself what what were you thinking what the hell were you thinking what were you doing how in the world did you allow that to happen did you not cap yourself did you not step in and stop yourself and say whoa somebody needs to say this if i don't right now okay so now, I've completely talked myself out of this bet. No idea what to do. I'm not going to do it. I can tell you that. When I say talk myself out of it, I mean, like, I've talked myself thoroughly, completely out of it. It's it's over. I'm not doing it. Could I do the first quarter money line with the Nets plus 140? Or could I simply look at the halftime full-time? Instead of trying to hammer down total points, and I'll leave you with this before we break and hit the second hour. Instead of hammering down total points, maybe it's a better way to look at it where the only way Brooklyn's really going to get over on Phoenix would be in the first half. Phoenix at home comes back. Even if they don't cover, they win on the money line. Okay. Brooklyn Phoenix is plus 490 halftime full time. It's not terrible. Not bad, plus 490 for a halftime, full-time result. Phoenix, Brooklyn, on the other hand, is plus 950. Maybe you just take a unit, you split it in half. I'm okay with that. Either way, you're going to make your money back if it hits. Let's do it. I did it. Hopefully you did too. Second hour coming up at Shander Show. What are the odds? Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler. It's all presented And this game is already under protest. 17-18 and counting in the first half. This game is already under protest. We took Temple with the points. I took Temple with the points. Kyle took Temple on the money line first half. So you should be even more upset than I am. I was just having this conversation earlier about my time down in New Orleans. And I referenced I was down there for the Super Bowl. And it was the lights out Super Bowl. Uh, the Niners and Ravens. Yeah. And you saw, man, that thing, Beyonce, the rumor is that Beyonce brought so much heat and electricity to that building that the power, it just could not sustain. With her looks or the music? Both. I think it was just yeah. this overwhelming combination <laughs> of both. Now, to my knowledge, Beyonce did not perform the anthem or anything ahead of time here between Tulsa and Temple, but the point being is that the lights-out scenario down in the Super Bowl changed everything with momentum. And one team lost it. The other team found it. Temple came out, and it wasn't so much that they were shooting the lights out. It just Tulsa was struggling. Like, Tulsa early, very early missed the first couple of shots, and they just 
weren't really getting their feet down under them. And the lights go out, and then, bang, they immediately knock down a couple of shots. So I don't like where we are right now. 1636 in the first, and Tulsa is enjoying a 6-3 lead. I don't like this. They're cruising at a 6-3 lead. Well, it's because of everything that happened since the lights came back on in that building. We were in great shape right before the lights went out. Now, all of a sudden, Temple looks lost. They look disheveled. They're settling for threes with hands and arms and elbows in their face. What's going on? Uh, this doesn't look like the Aaron McKee-led team that came out up 3 nothing in the game. <laughs> They've missed five straight field goals after that first shot. They're even handing the ball over. All right, finally, they got called on an offensive shot. There's a lot of other things going on right now. What's going on here, man? I can't get ESPN you. This is Don't worry, I got you. I got you covered. Off. On the ice, Devils and Rangers, Islanders and Sabres. Remember, Buffalo hosting the Islanders, the home dog. Stayed away from that. Man, should we even look? Should we tempt fate and look at what they are right now? It's just begun. So forget the Rangers and Devils right now. Just the the Islanders and Sabres where Buffalo is now plus 105 at home, the first period result, Buffalo is plus 200. Mm. Hockey did not do us well last night. Went five of six in a three-round three parlay with six legs in it. And uh, the only thing I missed was hockey. In-game last night, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. And now I'm looking once again, thinking... You know, the only thing that saved me, honestly, in game last night was Virginia over on points. Everything else was an abomination. Oh, I, I forgot to bring that up. Way to go on the half point cover. I'm telling. Way to go, honestly. You, if were, it wa- you were. You probably lost ten years of your life watching that. Here's why: because I needed that to break even, minus the juice. So I still knew I was taking a hit. But I didn't take a bath. Yeah, you got to soften the blow a little bit. Major. Major. It was like, yeah, I mean, it was like a huge falling out of a 10-story window, but you have the best proper protection on possible, and you're falling into one of those fire department things. Yeah, yeah. So some breaks or falls exactly. seven stories exactly. down. <laughs> so, you, yeah, you don't want to go through that. You don't want, You don't volunteer to do that, but at the very least, you've prepared yourself and and that's what that was. But, yeah, that half point, I'm sure you were thinking of me because I was thinking of what we were talking about, and nothing else hit. You know, that, that 18 and a half was a pipe dream when it was all said and done. And then on top of that, there was no way that thing was going to hit under 127. And I should have known, especially because of just how little we got out of Virginia on the points-wise. But, yeah, they, they barely jumped in and covered that thing. Right now, it's pretty much just a matter of, if you wanted to get in on scoreless hockey, and the only time, I, I don't know about the Rangers-Devils, Rangers are minus 150 right now as this thing is underway, but the bigger question would be if anybody feels, if anybody is confident enough to flip what, and look, the Islanders are not anything as far as value is concerned not anything heavy. This is not a major flip play here. 
But the Islanders sit at plus 170 and the Sabres at plus 210. The tie now is the favorite in the first. We're just hitting the 16th minute. And the reason why I bring these types of bets up is because it's live, it's interactive, it's happening right here as we speak. We're not preparing you for a game at 10 o'clock. That's John Jansen, who's back with the line change. That's his job. I'm going to be locked into that show and probably passed out at that point because I don't have to stay up for a Jazz victory over an Embiid-less Sixers squad, 15-30 and so and counting with Tulsa and Temple back on the floor. Temple just doesn't have the height. They just don't. And this is really just a matter of what, what Tulsa wants to do with the basketball. Is this seriously still decide. a 6-3 game right now? It's seriously a 6-3 game wow. right now. Are you smelling an in-game play for the total? Is that what I'm getting from you? Yeah, I mean, that's what it looks like. It's, Here's the thing. I was beelining it to that total. All right, well, let's look at this because I'm watching this as we talk, and Tulsa is it's 8-6 to six right now. Tulsa is getting looks. They're just missing shots. Tulsa is getting some open look. Not all of them are open. But Tulsa's getting some good good looks right now and, and they're just they're just missing shots. So if you were to play this total, I, I assume right now it's low. It's on DraftKings it's sitting at one twenty six. One twenty six. Yeah, it's about the you know, mid range. Well, remember, Virginia obliter now, this is fourteen total points. Virginia had nine. But we're still about three minutes or so ahead of time. Virginia, they obliterated that 127. Yeah. So, is that enough? Uh, are we. It depends if. I, I guess it depends if you think Tulsa's a team that can put on a display like a Florida State and hit the 80s. Maybe not even the 80s, but, you know, maybe mid 70s. I don't know. Mid 70s. Let's do the math real quick, and not math for radio. I'm just saying, like, the lowest common denominator person who's listening, like me, math. <laughs> right now, 14 points with 14 to go. Double that at 28. Add six points to get to that halfway, probably a little bit more, eight points. So if we can hit... 30, if we can hit 32, like, think about this. This is a really low, like, super low-scoring game, still at 14 points with 13.40 to go. 14 total points, right? And the live total sits at 122. Are we going to get to 60, 60? Are we going to get to that level? We're really just seeing a ridiculous, well, here's the thing. The line is going up per bucket. So Temple just scored, and it went up a full bucket to to 124, now 123 and a half. So they're treating it like there is some level of expectation. Now, I got burned yesterday thinking that Virginia would hold, Virginia would hold. Man, this is so tough because 32 points total, 32-64, like you would need a whole extra half and i know this doesn't make sense from a logic or math standpoint but you would need more than overtime you would need another full 10 minutes at least of basketball you would need double overtime in order to cover at this rate 
double overtime. And that's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. But one still, 123? Doesn't that seem absurdly low in just in its own right? So that's where I, I think I would have some trouble with this. Now, I've already got Temple here trying to clear this first half like you have, Temple, trying to clear this yeah. first half. So are we going to be greedy? We're watching it, though, and, I mean, it, it does, again, I would love to apply the same logic that I should have yesterday in which you wisely stayed away from, although you should have just faded me and ran with it. But I don't see this low. It's 10 to 8 Temple, and it sits at 123 and a half. I'm going to go over. It's starting to pick up. Yeah, it is starting right? to They were stuck at 6-3 for a bit, but now they're, they're, they're both starting to take off a little bit. And by right, take what? off, I mean in like Temple Tulsa terms, where they're you know they're hitting, you know, shot by shot every minute. I'm getting in. I'm in over one twenty three and a half. I got it at minus one ten. Just you could feel the momentum at least pick up. The tempo maybe of the game is probably a better way to put it. The tempo of the game is picking up, and look, with that comes more aggressive takes to the basket with that comes more fouls with that comes more free throws so just because the tempo picks up and teams miss shots doesn't mean that they won't get an opportunity to score just looking at this thing and expecting at the very least this to pick up some yeah and might i add temple is now Ooh, it just switched they were a one-point favorite first half but now they're a one-point dog the momentum is swinging that's fine. And remember, you just have them like I do. I, I just We just need this first half. That's oh, it. after that, yeah, then you, you can change the channel after that. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I will. I plan on it. I'll, I'll put on Seinfeld or something. It, exactly. It, it can be anything other than this, exactly. which it will be anything other than this. I promise you that. But it, until then, I mean, I figure we owe it to ourselves at the very least, right? Now... Trying to, and this is be this will be where you'll find it on more so with the NBA, but trying to take advantage of or jump ahead of any curve in college has been really difficult. So just from the standpoint of looking at a game and jumping ahead of a trend, especially a major blowout. It's not simply Gonzaga versus fill-in-the-blank. Now, we've seen this really with a bunch of teams trying to struggle their way through, just holding on, holding on to margins of victory. And Tulsa, we know, came in here as the favorite. Temple getting the points. The signal, the public money supporting Tulsa, it just felt like from a sharp play at least, there was enough there to get something behind on Temple. And I I didn't want to risk it. And I'll be honest with you, I did not want to risk with the play like this. I did not want to give Tulsa the entire game to get things right. I thought if there was a chance to strike, it's to strike early. And that's usually the play with all of this. You know, that's been our theme here over the last week or so as we've stretched out now to five days and football is gone. We spend a lot of time looking at stuff happening right away on the show, and that's why 6 o'clock gets you ready for you know the 7 o'clock tips and puck drops. 
but we also, as things go, try and figure things out on the fly. And it's not easy by any means. It's not easy picking things out ahead of time, let alone as they're happening, even though you may think to the contrary. It's now a matter of trying to figure out if tempo and pacing stays the same. And I brought up that Temple-Tulsa game mainly because we're playing it here and even if it's a live in-game play with the total or if we looked at it ahead of time, trying to get adva- take advantage of the opposite of what the public's bet, trying to take advantage of fading a heavily bet public team, back team. And again, so much can happen over the span of a game. So much can happen over the span of... Uh, that's why I hate doing this with college, but at least I recognize there's some value in it. NBA, that first quarter, NHL even to a, a little bit of a lesser extent with the first period. And then in college, you kind of have to just stretch out, kind of hold your breath a little more and hope that first half play hits. It's 10-10 with 11.39 to go. 10-10. The total is still at 123, although it's off the board. We'll see if this thing comes back on. Remember, Adam Thompson gave you that total, the over, with the Nuggets and Celtics. They're underway in the first quarter. I'll update you there at the end of one, see if you want to jump in with anything live. As far as the two other teams that are ranked playing right now in college, Mizzou down to Georgia, 23-17 in the first. Also in the first half, Arkansas up 18-12 over Florida. Other games of note, of interest, Bowling Green, Ball State, and lotted at 13. Also all in the first here, Purdue and Michigan State. Purdue's up 12-9. Rhode Island barely up over Dayton. That game now at a tie, 12-12. Toledo, 25 over Miami of Ohio, 21 and then it's up Connecticut 37, Providence 31. Totals back to 123.5 with 11 11 to go in this first. Oof. And then the two games, the only getting no, all three now is the Penguins and Caps are underway. The Sabres and Islanders, the one that we were talking about, Buffalo in the first period, I didn't make a play on that. Good thing because. The Islanders right now up one nothing, twelve sixteen to go. So we'll see if they can keep this thing up, or if the tie becomes back in play here. And I'm sure that's where the value is. Just to look at the difference, Sabers right now are plus nine hundred to win the first. <laughs> that's value in a then some. Yeah, the tie at plus two ninety. And as you can imagine, the Islanders have dipped significantly down minus three hundred. So just alone, that's shifted, even now with the tie moving back to 300. If you were interested at all in the Rangers, Island Devils, or Penguins, Caps, not much has changed. Still early in the first, about halfway through the first. So in tie games here, the value would be, because the tie is going to sit at around plus 105 to 110, the value is in either team at least with the Rangers-Devils and similar scenario here in a TV timeout with just under 14 to go with the Penguins and Caps, you're going to face a similar scenario, very similar scenario. So with those three games and the Nashville-Dallas game postponed, with those three games, 
aside, the big dog tonight that nobody likes, the public so heavy up on Minnesota, that could be the play for you to where you play the Kings, at least in the first period. And that's kind of this theme that we've looked at. And I'll dub it the, and, and I'm looking at it here, and I may even need to refresh this thing because I don't believe the numbers. It has dipped a little bit. Although, remember, Milwaukee, Toronto was talking about this after the Adam Thompson interview. Milwaukee, Toronto, that game is still ridiculously bet from a muddy standpoint in the favor of the Bucks. Nobody, absolutely nobody, is on Toronto. 8% of the money, public money, is on Toronto. That's a lot right there on Milwaukee, where the bath alone is enough to look at. The only other game, the Caps-Penguins game, the gate closed there 93%. That's insane. And you're over 2,000 bets for this. So there's a big enough market. Same thing going on with Phoenix. Because I know Durant? Really? And I guess looking at it, people aren't playing this in, in any other area other than a straight-up spread bet, meaning they're not putting them, they're not adding points to Toronto. They're not adding points to Brooklyn, who's up to 7.5 right now. My goodness. When I got in earlier and pumped them up, it was all the way up. It was all the way down, pardon me, to five and a half. Not looking good at all. Was about to say not looking good at all for Temple, but Tulsa keeps missing shots. And I'll give Tulsa credit. They're not just sitting there missing wide open threes. They're rotating. In this case, it was missing a wide open layup. So still down four points in the game. And they, you know, you take the money line, that's tough. You take the points, that's tough. Because right now, at this rate, things are not looking good for either in the first half. But Tulsa just refuses to pull away in this at all in, in this game. And that's fine for me because anybody, including Kyle and myself, who are looking at Temple to stick around in a basketball game, their opponent not being able to make a shot, that's going to help. It's going to help just a little bit. But the other game of note tonight in the NBA that I brought up from the heavily bet standpoint, outside of the one with Adam Thompson and myself kind of disagreeing a little bit on the Raptors Bucks, you know about the thing with the Suns and how many people are looking to take advantage of the lack of big three in Brooklyn tonight. The other one... And this was a Thompson play from a player prop standpoint. And that's the one I convinced him to just double it up with the double-double for Morant. And bet at 130, plus 130, John Morant to have a double-double tonight. If you think he's going to go over his assist mark, then why do over 8.5 assists at minus 120 when you can do a double-double at plus 130? The game itself, a little different story when you look at the spread being so tight. And at one and a half, 77% of the near 3,000 public bets, 77% of the money, money is on the Pelicans to come in here 
and stormed through that. Stormed through it. It opened up where the Pelicans were the dog, and now that thing is flipped. Now it's flipped to where being the road favorite, not by much, through one and a half points, but a significant amount. And the Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The amount of bets is pretty much split. So, if you were looking again at what we have in front of us. And this is what we played, and this is, again, what we did last night, and what we'll still have kind of moving forward is some some piece or pieces of information that we can work off. Everybody loves the Pelicans, at least from a money standpoint. Grizzlies thoroughly under bet. It's a long game. There are plenty of runs in the NBA. And teams that win, even if it's a money line win, not a cover spread type scenario, teams that win, are they going to call a foul or what on Tulsa? My goodness. Teams that win come from behind. Sometimes they come from behind after one. You know, not every comeback is with six to go in the fourth quarter. Sometimes the team just comes out slow, and it's like, oh, all right, we've got to pick this thing up. And I don't think that there is this humongous gap, nor am I trying to say that there is, this humongous gap between these two teams. Right? Like, I don't think specifically, at least, and I'm just going to go back from where we are with the line. You know, I, I don't necessarily think that you're going to get this drastic difference between, and let me just give you again where we are, 77% of the money on the Pelicans, 23, of course, if you did the math, and that's fine because I'll do it for you, but don't trust it, on the Grizzlies. So there isn't this humongous gap between New Orleans and Memphis. If you look at it, depending on how many games teams have played, New Orleans has just had more opportunity to lose more games. That's fine. But they haven't figured anything out, and they're not anywhere near a basketball team, at least right now, that I would think is stable enough to bank on. Meaning, just because the books or the public, in this case, love them, and they have enough talent to just straight out beat Memphis, I would take advantage of looking at where, or I would take advantage of fading the public here in the first quarter, right away in the game, where the heavy favorite really can get beat, and where now anybody who took the favorite could be tricked into hedging with the dog. Especially if you're laying points, a significant amount of points. In this case, one and a half, it might not be enough for you. At Shander Shows, they get me on Twitter. We'll update you on everything going on live here, including some other 
first period slash first quarter things that we gave out in the first hour. A lot of firsts there. Don't worry. We'll wrap the second hour again. John is back. John Jansen comes away at the top of the hour for the line change. What are the odds? Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. Just because the island is up 2 nothing, by the way. Instead, we played this awful decision on the Temple game. I'll get to that. Islanders up 2 nothing over the Sabres. Devils, Rangers, scoreless. Penguins, Capitals, also scoreless. Anything moves, anything happens there, trust me, I'll let you know. I've got eyes, meaning a bet, on both. The Rangers-Devils game and Penguins-Capitals game. And the one in show, Kyle and I are playing the Temple first half, where Kyle, brave brave man that he is, took the money line. I cowered out and took Temple plus two and a half. But either way, we're sweating this sucker out. Yeah, we're not. We're, we're both not looking too good here. No, that's fine. And and that's that's what happens. Is you know, we we await and we see. It's twenty-two to sixteen. Tulsa's up. There's four minutes to go. Now, Temple is on the line. So you knock down two free throws. You're down four. You get a stop. This is where the two and a half is still in play. The money line, look, there's plenty of time here. They just need to get their stuff together. Now, unfortunately for me, the total has dropped four points now to 119 and a half. I just don't see a team scoring 16, 18, 20 points in the second half. This is, again, this is not middle school. This is not the junior or the thirds team, the team that comes out and plays a game with, between themselves before the the, gen, uh, the JV comes out and then the varsity plays. Like, I don't know if you, everybody went to a school like that, but if you had basically the spillover, is anybody who wants to play basketball but either doesn't want to do it competitively or can't do it competitively, you might have a thirds team. And the thirds team is, you know, there's no jerseys, nothing like that. It's just, all right, you wear a dark-colored shirt, you wear a light-colored shirt. It's It was ahead of its time. You had females and males on there, male and female players on there. They're not nouns, adjectives, sorry. You had young men and women on the team at the same time. Maybe every now and again another school would bring in a thirds as well. But it's it's essentially, all right, you want to play basketball, but you can't, or you really don't want to push it and play competitively. Both free throws good for Temple. And that would be it. And then the JV team is the team that is the JV team, which is no knock or shame on being the JV, it's based on how good your varsity is. Some Not everybody can make it. And then you have the varsity. So we're not watching a thirds team. This is not a squad here that's going to put up 20 or 22 in the second half. At least that's what I'm betting is not going to happen. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm betting won't happen. Uh 
this is the difference. It just goes up and down from 20 and a half to 19 and a half, just toying with me, toying with me. The beauty of it, though, is that what I'm really rooting for right now is a victory for myself and Kyle. And that's a close battle between Temple and Tulsa to where Temple just wins the first half, and then there's three to go, and it's 22 to 20. Temple with the ball under three to go. So let's go. All right. We're back in it. Little run here. Now, are you an alum? Are you an owl? I am an owl. Okay, I didn't know that. Now, are you an owl like a true you went to Temple, or are you an owl like you spent a semester there online while you were finishing up at IUPUI or something like no, that? No, I'm a four-year alum, lived down there all four years. Look at that. I didn't know. We don't play that up enough. Yeah, right. Seriously. I, I And I went there at a good time when the football team was really good. I th- when Matt Rule was the coach, they beat Notre Dame that one time. Jansen's flipping me off. I don't know why. Right now? Yeah. Is it because of Notre Dame? Is, is he a Notre Dame honk? I don't know. Was... They beat ECU when they were ranked. Oh, they, oh, they did beat ECU when they were ranked. That's right. Uh, we have an ECU alum in the house over there. Right. Now, it's the Eastern... You have to say it right, otherwise Jansen will scold you. Eastern Carolina? East- <laughs> oh, look at him. Look at him. I'm, I'm so glad he's back. Look at, look at this. Me too. I, I have to be honest. I miss John. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, the alternative is the guys that are yapping away anyway. So, first off, I'd much rather just listen to John in general. And second, you miss his demeanor. You miss his cheery, upbeat, happy demeanor that he brings to the studio every day, I'm sure, right? Yeah, as he's sitting there shaking his head at me and <laughs> flipping me off. Now, I, I, now, it's my understanding that you went to Gettysburg, correct? Yes, I'm a Gettysburg College alum, okay. four and a half years. My dad is also a Gettysburg alum. What now, year did he leave? Oh, jeez. Uh... Or seventy-two, I don't know. Really? Something like that. You just got out of Temple. Yeah, I thought maybe he would be late eighties or something. Oh no, no. Okay. Well, yeah. Are I, you, I are you calling my parents elderly? Well, old? No, I guess not. I guess not. I don't know. I, I'd have to look at when my parents got out of college and all that. I guess my timeline yeah. is off. No, yeah. There's 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 a gap, but. No, I, I would say, yes. Have you been there? Yes, I've been there twice. Gettysburg is an amazing place, except when you go there, and, and this is what I loved there about it, you're pretty much in like, and I don't mean to make light of minimum security prison, so I'm, I'm not saying it in that truest sense. This isn't like the office with prison Mike or something, but it's you are locked in there to the sense of there really is nothing. You know, nobody's going to drive 50 minutes to Baltimore. All the other cities are, Philly is way too far. So it was just, what else are you going to do? So from Wednesday through, like, Monday night, there was always, there was one night Tuesday where it was pretty much dead. But it was just 2,200 people locked in this area of Gettysburg, spilling out into the town and stuff. And it was, it was insanity. I mean, it was a, a total debauchery, and, and I loved every second of it. But at the same time, I mean, it was just a very small, landlocked 
Oh yeah, college. Yeah, because it's not like it's in a city or anything. It's it's its own no. entity. Exactly. I mean, it it truly was its own entity, and I'm waiting for Tulsa to knock this free throw down as they sit up 26-22 with 57 seconds to go. Yikes. No, I love I love college, but it's a small school. We didn't really have much claim to any fame and all, and they hit that free throw, so it's 27-22 from a sports standpoint, although no. our basketball team was decent, and our, our lacrosse team was pretty good from a Division three standpoint. They won a couple of tournaments, and... The football team was bad when I was there, but we had this kid. I think it's always been bad. It, terrible. Yeah. yeah, terrible. And the funny thing is, when we were when I was there, we had a kid who was insane. And you could just tell that he was a football player. He was the precursor to Christian McCaffrey. And I say that in slight jest, only because, like, what do you mean? He's Division Three. His name is Paul Smith, and at the time, he set the record for what I believe to be his most all-purpose yards, career or season. I want to say career for a Division Three football player. Wow. And Paul he, Smith. He was, yeah, dude, ridiculous. 11 seconds, by the way, 27-22. I don't think either one of us are going to hit this thing. No. No, it doesn't look Ridiculous. Like it. I mean, anything from returning kicks, punts, running, receiving. The only thing they couldn't do is get Paul to drop back and throw the ball to him. <laughs> but he was insane. And he was a lone bright spot on a really bad football team. He was lighting up teams like Ursinus. All those, yes, all those Dickinson, top-tier teams. Dickinson. Franklin and Marshall. <laughs> Marshall, yeah. Absolutely. The he whole centennial he was conference. Em- yeah, he was embarrassing them. Ripping through them, just cutting them down to Dickinson. shreds. <laughs> Absolutely right. It was, yeah, it was the only redeeming thing. I mean, they had no idea what they were doing. That, that was absurd. I, I had a buddy here, Jeff Boyd, his name, and one of my good friends from college, and this is how stupid they were running a football team at Gettysburg and, and why nobody liked the football coaches and why people, it was such a struggle to root for anything on that team outside of the players that you knew. So this kid, Jeff, was, is from Atlantic City, he's from that area down in Atlantic City. And he played with two kids. I, I don't have the names in front of me, but they're somewhere, I'm sure, on, rec, on books and history books and stuff. But he played with two kids, great individuals. I had a chance to meet them and stuff. Good kids, my age now, so they've got to be you know late thirties, early forties. That down at the same high school, Kyle, where they they would call a play. It would either basically be left or right. If it was left, my buddy Jeff would drop back as the quarterback, throw the ball as long and as far as he could, and one of these kids would run down the field and grab it. If it was right, it would be the same thing, except he'd throw to the other kid. And that was his highlight tape, which is just, oh my hey, God. it was insane. I mean, they, they were running through teams like this, and they brought him up at Gettysburg to be a decoy wide receiver. So he wasn't even a quarterback, anything like yeah. that. So. It, it was it was tough, man. We needed guys like Paul Smith or anything like that in order to root for it because it, it was nobody wanted to sit there and root for bad football and bad coaches and no anything like that. No, nope, not at Absolutely all. Absolutely not. I don't know how it came down to that Gettysburg rabbit hole, but 
I don't know, but you also had me on another rabbit hole chase. Oh, the television shows? Yeah, I heard you mention Prison Mike from The Office. I have in front of me John Jansen's three top comedy shows. Okay, what are they? The the reason why I ask is not to build a list or anything like that, but uh, John, the perception, I think, for John, the optics surrounding John is that he doesn't watch anything but sports. And doesn't have time to watch anything for sports. No. Because he works a lot. And yeah. I give him credit because it's hard to work at all, let alone a lot, in this business. And, and he does a lot. So that's a good thing. But working with John and listening to John, eh, he didn't have time to suffer fools. And, and in this case, fools is a lot of bad television. And I get it. I wouldn't either. Although I, I'm you know a glutton for punishment. So I was just curious because I think this will kind of help me build up some parameters, at least, to to who John is as a television, as a non-sports television watcher. Yeah, and there's one on here that speaks volume because I he it's just he would be a typical uh, viewer of this program. But number one is what, the taxi office. driver. No, <laughs> no, technically taxi. Yeah. Number one is The Office, which is also in my top three. Okay, perfect, because what I'm, what I'm going to say is an unpopular statement, but it's going to be met with a lot of hot take resistance, but I need people who know and understand and appreciate The Office. So the fact that both of you have it in your top three, if you will, is a great sign moving forward in this conversation. But all right, let's. So the office is in there for both of you. Yes. Okay. Now let's also. What else? Uh, number two is Scrubs. What about for you? My number two is always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. Different shows. Yes. I. I, I again, I, I think Scrubs is a show that you have to watch. I didn't watch it, so. I'm not gonna. I'm not here to rip something I didn't watch, but for the people that did, they stand by it. Yes. Okay. And number three is one that I absolutely cannot stand. I don't think it's funny at all. Is this the one that you think is perfect for John? Yeah. All right. Well, hold on a second. Let me think this one through. And then he can has you, an, he has an honorable mention in there as well. Well, can you give me a decade in which this show? Oh, it's nineties. It's nineties. And it's a show you don't like. I don't like it. It's got the biggest cult following. Friends. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I I never found the humor in it. I thought it was annoying. Call me a hater. Call me a hater, but I just never never found the humor in it. I have to qualify the statement with it where when I was a freshman in college, all the girls, meaning like, Everyone but maybe one or two on the floor at Gettysburg College, if you want to go back specifically, Stein Hall, the name of it. (laughs) All of the girls, like 98% of the girls on the dorm, that floor, and maybe even some spillover from downstairs, would have, I believe it was back on Thursday, would have friends parties, like watch parties. And the guys, I had a couple of friends who I knew specifically were doing it, and then I, I caught on as I went down one time and saw it, where it was just a, a blatant, and I've brought this up with John before, where it was just a blatant plot to try and get with a girl by sitting there 
and putting in like what could be four or five or six weeks of friends watching just to get close to a to a girl. Yeah, and yeah, I'm thinking, and that's like, true. There has to be a better way. I don't think there's any girl that's worth watching four or five weeks of friends with, but yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, <laughs> you know, you and I are are cut from a similar cloth. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you my hating before... on shows and, and missing on bets. Yes, I will go to my number three, and my number three is Grounded for Life. I don't know if you've ever watched no, that, but I, I thought haven't. it was on ABC and an ABC Family for a while. It was a okay. very, uh, it, it's a very under the radar sitcom. No, the only one for me that would be a departure, I think, from the norm would be King of Queens. I like that one. Yeah, and, and I just, I that's one of my top, I mean, The Office and King of Queens are 1-2 are two and 2-1. Two, anyway, the, the whole point of this, and bringing Seinfeld this up. And Seinfeld is up there as well. I'm sorry? Seinfeld's up there as well. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean, Seinfeld for me, wow, 4833, Boston is all over Denver. Remember that total that Adam Thompson gave you over at the start of the show, 18 to 7, now 10 after that three by Jokic. It's still 48 36. I was giving you the second quarter line at 18 to 10 total there. 48 36 now. Boston is up over Denver and some other games of note. Who cares now? But Temple is down 30 to 22. Let them rot and get pounded into the ground for all I care after that pathetic point. Oh, wait, no, actually, wait. I have action in this as I need that total to go over now. I, I stand in, in decent shape, but I need some points in this Temple-Tulsa game. So they're not dead to me just yet. The two ranked games in action right now, ranked meaning the ranked teams in action, Missouri, number 20 Missouri, up at the end of one, 37-33, and Florida trails Arkansas 40-30, to and if there's any movement in the NHL, we told you we would tell you there is not. Islanders still up 2 nothing over the Sabres, and both the Rangers, Devils, and Penguins Capitals are scoreless. So there's a look at everything happening live as we speak that you need to know. My point of all of this in bringing it up with the office is that now that it's left Netflix, you have to pay to watch it. If it's Peacock, if it's Prime, what have you. That is it, true, but it is on Comedy Central. It is on Comedy Central, and, and that's fine. And, and this isn't a complaint to pay to watch or anything like that. But I bought, I bought the first three seasons right away. And I'm, I'm just debating whether or not I want to buy you know, the rest of the show and everything like that. And what I've noticed is even here's the, here is the statement. While the show benefited from, it never needed Ed Helms. Like that's interesting. The first, two, if you just look at the first two seasons of this show, it really didn't need Stamford. It didn't need this addition of people. It, it it had everything that a good show, a great show, and now all three of us agree it's a top three show of all time. It, it had everything that it already needed, including a cast surrounding the stars. And they basically added a combination. They added a more hateable, dumber Dwight. And it's like, all right, again, the show benefited, but they never needed it. It's not like, oh, this show is suffering. What do we do? Yeah. We, we, we need to start adding somebody right away. The first two seasons of that show are 
some of the most genius television that you ever see. And then again, even if you look at the ones, and I'll do you one better to everybody out there, including what might be you or both of you who think I'm a, a maniac here, just look at season three and the episodes in which Ed Helms is not there because Andy's at anger management. Even those episodes stand out as all-timers or some of the early all-timers. I'm just saying, again, I'm not hating. I'm not saying take him out. I'm not saying he's the most overrated. I liked is- him at first. I liked him at first, and then once he came back from anger management and became like this mature, you know, became the manager and all that, then I was like, yeah, he becomes more hateable. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know. And I know my girlfriend absolutely can't stand him. Thinks he's absolutely unfunny and a, yeah. and a nuisance to the to the greatest comedy show of all time. Tomorrow we'll save this for tomorrow. Tomorrow <laughs> I'll tell you how The Office knocked itself off as being a top show of all time because it brought on Will Ferrell. Yeah, uh, I was going to get into that too. <laughs> absolutely. Now this is D'Angelo Vickers. Yeah, I, I I despise. The moving in of Will Ferrell. And I know he was only there for a couple of episodes. Yeah, because they knew right away he was not a fit at all. No, and the finale, like, he should never be around poisoning an episode of Wait. And here's another thing, too. I, I, It's hard. I can't watch the show after Michael Scott. Oh, I like it. See, again, there's there's too much to disagree on here. All right, we got to get going. This is unfair to John. <laughs> we started this conversation way too late. Well, I just wanted to bring this up and at least have some sort of backing, not from a comprehension or like an agree standpoint, but from backing of, okay, I get the show, and even if I think you're an idiot, at least both of you have a, an understanding and basis of the show. That's all. That's it. All right. We're back tomorrow. Great stuff, Kyle. Appreciate you. John Jansen is back tonight. The return of the line change comes your way right now, Wednesday, 6 to 8. Remember, on Thursday, we are back an hour from 7 to 9, and Fridays, 6 to 8, five days a week. What are the odds? Here again. Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler, presented by Curado Insurance. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.